Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. Hey, it's David Vaughn. Welcome back to Eagle Country and the Rev program. We It, it is an honor. It's a privilege. We love coming to you all every Sunday night at 7. Hope you're listening in. If you did listen in last week, you noticed an example where God's grace covers our disgrace. We had some technical issues. We were going to play the audio of a dollar different story. And for some reason, that didn't get put in the way that we wanted. And so for those of you who listened for a couple minutes, wonder what in the world is going on over there in the Eagle's Nest with Lori and David. That was it. So we will plug that in. You can hear that uh, correctly at another time. But uh, isn't that just like life, Lori? Man, all the best intention. And I have a bias that the devil... Uh, inhabits technical problems. Sometimes we get the slides wrong at church. and So, you know, if you're looking for a perfect church, Whitewater's not the one for you anyway. So this is just a little test. <laughs> and if you're to, looking for a perfect show, <laughs> that's exactly the right. program is not we, that idea. That, that's exactly right. We do our best, but this is a little test to see if, uh, to show you we're real and uh, even professional people sometimes mess up. But thank you for that, and thank you for being a part of our listening audience. And today, as I have done from time to time, I brought two awesome staff members from Whitewater Crossing Church with me, mm-hmm. dynamic duo of our Harbortown Children's yes. Ministry, Anna and Jerrica, both blonde. <laughs> Actually, you're, sur- you're surrounded I by... I am. Come to, you know, yes, well, I got a lot of blondes. Blonde. You've got the nicest and, hair you know, in the room. The devil <laughs> is tempting me to say so many things about blondes, yeah, and I will not do that and make another mistake this week. But anyway, I can't wait for you to hear a little bit about their story because it's so... A, a, a part of the success and the anointing, I think, that God has put on us uh, because of the quality children's ministry we have. I don't know, Lori, you know, uh, growing up in, in in church in your world, but uh, when I grew up, I grew up in a little church, and we didn't have, like, children's programming. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just sat, mm-hmm. like some a lot of people in the evil country, depending on the Catholic uh, church or the Protestant church mm-hmm. you're raised in, you're, like, in the seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I remember getting smacked. By my mom, I, I remember my dad's a preacher. He came down off the stage to correct me and a buddy and another guy sitting on the front row, divided us up. Now, when your dad stops the sermon because you're cutting up, that is not good. And I, I, he, his hand was applied to me after the service. You know, I had hands laid on me. But we have a so much better program. Man, I'm listen to David Vaughn, that bald, boring preacher. It's just quality. So I want, um, which one of y'all want to introduce yourself first? Um, I can go. Anna, um, <laughs> tell us, Anna, who you are, how you found your way to Whitewater. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. My name is Anna Ellison, and uh, I oversee uh, birth through first grade in Harbortown Kids. Um, and I actually found my way to Whitewater when I was in the eighth grade. I started um, attending the youth group, so I kind of wow. did my high school life there and um, stayed there through my college years and volunteered and then uh, got hired on staff. So that's kind of my story. Love it every day. <laughs> that's good. And very much expecting. She has a vested interest in yes. children's ministry. So 
She is very much pregnant right now. Tell us your. <laughs> yes. Are you very are you much. able to tell due dates? <laughs> yes. And, yes. My due date is May 9th, so two weeks from tomorrow. Wow, right so we got Mother's Day. Wouldn't that yes, be cool? That's Aww. special. And I know her mom and dad, wonderful people, and so great. So tell us the areas, Annie, that you specifically oversee within our Harbortown Kids program. Yeah, so um, I oversee birth through first grade, primarily preschool through first grade. Um, and that is just a really awesome age where kids get to experience the wonder of who God is and, and get to start knowing um, God, just God's love and, and what he's done for us, so. So our philosophy, even on kids, is to help them get acquainted with Jesus. Tell us how you do that with a little one who may not even be able to read and write. Yes. And, uh, but tell us a little bit about your thinking on how we create those environments. Yes. So especially for the really little guys, the nursery kids, the infants, the babies, um, basically our job is to make sure that they feel safe there and that they feel loved and cared for there. Um, we talk to them about uh, who Jesus is. We'll do um, some basic activities with them. But our primary goal is just to make sure that they know that they're safe and loved here. And then for the older kids, we um, learn through play. So we do a lot of um, snack experiences that tie, <laughs> oh, into, <yeah. laughs> tie into the Bible. You always got to get have food. I have heard right. about these snack yeah. experiences. Yeah, I, I've always heard about Have you heard snacks. about that? I'm like, you have an extra, like an extra gummy bear? Yes. <laughs> I've heard something about on Easter... Uh, one of our staff members' grandson <laughs> came in, and there's something about a donut hole in the grave. Yeah. Tell us about we that. Did, it was a stone, okay? Yes, we did a half a donut, um, cut, like a donut cut in half with a donut hole, and it was the t- it looked like the tomb with the stone, and they could yes. roll it away and see it empty. Um, and then eat it. And then eat it. And eat which it. Is That's what our, uh, our worship guy, one of our worship guys, Phil, said. His grandson came up and said, hey, Papa, I ate the stone that Jesus rolled, rolled that was rolled away. I mean, he said, uh, "Why don't you say that again?" Yeah, I ate the stone that was rolled away. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, we we do lots of stuff um, through uh, books, Play-Doh, blocks, anything that we can use that engages kids. We tie it back to to the Bible story and just teaching them um, on what they need to know about who God says they are. So. So in a world where precaution is necessary in a church our size, uh, it's important that we screen workers. And for those of you in the Eagle Country, like, and we're going to get to some minute about why I think you ought to have your kids in church. But we do that, right, on a regular basis. And Absolutely. And I, especially as, as becoming a new mom, I think uh, it is so important um, for us to have those safety and security measures um, because when parents leave their kids and drop them off with us, that they're leaving their treasures. I mean, it is, it is your heart and soul that you're that you're leaving back and you're walking away, and you might not be able to see or hear them. Um, but we we take that seriously. Um, so we we do background checks for all of our adults in our classrooms um, and all of our leaders. Um, we have lo- good ratios yep. of child to. Yeah, the worst thing is the parents are going to room. You got like twenty eight <laughs> kids and one. Teenage worker, <laughs> right. you know, and you're like I'm not leaving not my kid adult. here. Right. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so we so we work on that, and uh, yeah, just we actually even lock down our wing 15 minutes after service starts. Nice. Um, yeah. To try to to try to help with that, so security and safety is really really a huge priority in Harbortown. Mm-hmm. Good. And the other member of the dynamic duo, Miss Jerica, tell us who you are, how you found this place. Yes. Um, like you said, my name is Jerica, and I knew I had to be a part of Whitewater some way, somehow, because it's that awesome of a place. So 
I applied for a position at Whitewater, and luckily I got it. But I said, if I don't get this job, I'm coming anyway. I'm going to be a part of this team whether y'all pay me or not. Isn't that nice? Yeah. So so, That's right. Um, So I'm coming on my fourth year of vocational ministry, but my 11th year of working with kids. Got my first job, 15 years old, paid, working with kids. So that's pretty cool. And I'm thankful for each and every um, step that has led me here. And at Whitewater, I have the privilege of overseeing second to fifth grade. So it's a bit different from Miss Anna's area. Yeah. We don't engage in snacks as often, <laughs> um, but conversation. And I think that's pretty exciting that's in cool. itself. Yeah. So, yeah, love yeah. elementary And you are married, correct? I am married to Rob. Rob. Coming on two years. I know. They're still newlyweds. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Honeymoon stage. Yeah. And I am a fan of Jerrica as well because uh, I know her mom and dad, and she has grew up in a preacher's house, <laughs> pastor's home. And here's my philosophy. If you grow up in a pastor's house, that's what I did too, and you still love Jesus, mm. <laughs> and you're not cynical <laughs> or down on the church after seeing all that we as pastors get to see, yeah. I'll hire anybody like that that still loves Jesus. Yeah. So. I'm very proud of her. Nothing rocks our gals here, <laughs> but uh, I, I still uh, value that. That's kind of like a whole education in itself. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't trade it for the world, honestly. Yeah. Um, every up, every yep. down, it made me who I am, so uh, that's, thankful that's for exactly it. right. So with elementary uh, age, mm-hmm. uh, same kind of deals. We have great workers that right. we look at, and the ratio is good. But we can go a little further in what we're teaching kids. Yeah. And, Sometimes it it parallels with what the adults are learning sometimes, Mm -hmm. and that's always cool when the parents can talk at home about what each of them are learning. We didn't eat donut holes, (laughs) uh, but that's a good idea for next Easter. Write that down, Laura. We want want donut (laughs) Donut holes for everyone. everyone. Yeah. Okay, so which of you can can, uh, take this? What's the toughest thing and the best thing? Mm -hmm. About working with God's kids. How many how many kids are we talking about? Yeah. A lot of people in the country uh, sure. may not know. We're talking hundreds. Yep. I don't know what our... We're talking mini church. We're talking yeah. an average of 350 kids on a weekend. Yeah. To put that in perspective, those of you in Eagle Country, we came, our church, Whitewater Crossing, used to be Westwood Chevy Church of Christ. It came from Glenmore Avenue. Put this in perspective. When we came and moved in and opened 10 years ago on Route 128, we didn't have 350 people in the whole church <laughs> on our when we came. It was like 320, 340. So we have more kids in children's ministry than we had in the whole church. So it is a, 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 a medium-sized church. Mm-hmm. So Tell us, uh, tell me the best thing, tell me the most challenging thing about working with God's kids. Sure, I'll go ahead. Um, I think the toughest thing when it comes to working with, with God's littlest is just the messiness of it all, whether that's mm. physically or emotionally <laughs> or spiritually. It's just not clean. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not black and white all the time. Um, it is tough, just like we're, just like adults. They have their own struggles. So um, you might get a child who has a broken home. You might get a child who has physical and mental disabilities. Um, So it's just tough work. And I think that um, that is what makes it so rewarding is that tough work. Let me interrupt you. We have some buddies sometimes yeah. for special needs yes. kids, don't we? Talk a little bit about what that buddy program yeah. and a room do we yes, still have a room? Yes, we do. Yeah, that we yeah. utilize. So that is our best buddies program. So we um, we want to make every um, space, every room, 
accessible to every child. Um, but some kids need a little extra attention. They need an extra, a little extra dose of love um, and some one-on-one -on -one guidance. So we do um, offer that program, and basically we pair up students with um, safe background checks adults, and th those adults are kind of one-on-one um, -on -one with them the whole service. So they start um, in, a, in a Best Buddies room, which is a, a sensory-friendly room, and then um, they can move into their um, age-appropriate classroom um, if desired or if they're, you know, having a great day. Um, so mm -hmm. we, we just really yeah. think that program is, is valuable. Um, it gives a lot of parents who have extra concern that, that additional peace of mind. Yeah, and I think it's important to remind um, those who attend our church and those who may be seeking to attend our church that it's important for us that we do include those children mm -hmm. in the regular programming because they yes. are a part of God's family no matter That's what. That's right. So we want to include them um, with the understanding that it might be difficult at times, and that's when we would pull them into their special needs room. So it does get a little messy. Adult ministry is that way, too, mm -hmm. have you yep. noticed, Lori? Mm -hmm. Not everything is... Uh, as I've grown older, maybe it's a maturity thing, although I like to think I still have a little kid left in me. But I've noticed as I've grown up a little bit more and been maybe more experienced in ministry, that ministry is not black and white. Mm -hmm. Life is not black and white. There's a lot of gray in there. And I grew up in a pretty black and white world. This is wrong. This is right. And then you start to hear other stories and the messiness of their life. Mm -hmm. And I no longer try to judge people by first glance anymore till I hear their story. And there's a lot more gray. And I think mm -hmm. we find that with kids. You all probably hear problems at home. Not yes. that the kids are like actively guess what's going on in my house, but Sometimes. you probably hear <laughs> stuff more than me on, mm -hmm. on indications that, Oh, we got some, pretty significant issues here right yeah i think yeah. it i think it's hard for for children to connect with others and god which that's what we want them to do in harbor town is to connect it's hard to connect if you can't share it all so mm -hmm. yeah. they they absolutely do and i think it's because they feel safe enough yeah mm -hmm. so that's uh some of the challenges that's some of the blessings and right. what would you say mm -hmm. are some any other challenges that you can think of um i i think that the messiness is pretty much mm -hmm. yeah. I think in, because of that another challenge is um, maybe the lack of of weekend volunteers mm, because it's a volunteer yeah. based yeah, right organization right. we can't pay enough no, we don't no. have enough money to pay for everybody to help so we are really in need and and have opportunities right, for people opportunities. to yeah uh, so if somebody wanted to be a volunteer how would they go about that sure yeah so they um, basically we talk in whatever age group that they feel most comfortable in, they have passion in, you know, we plug them in and they just observe and check out our space, check out our classrooms, our large group, um, that sort of thing. And then um, if they enjoy it, if they, if they love it, we uh, get them trained and get them all the info that you would ever want as a volunteer or ever need um, yeah. so that they, they feel yeah. equipped and ready. And then, um, yeah, they're just placed on our schedule. And, and honestly, we could not do it without them. I mean, 350 kids on a weekend. Yeah, I mean, so and it's never the same power. 350, is it? No, so no. we probably got like 800, oh, 1,000 yeah. kids. They just don't all show up the same right Sunday. Same weekend, yep. Right. So uh, volunteers are really important uh, yes. because uh, it, not only are you blessing the kids, 
you're blessing yourself. We have some heroes Mm -hmm. that are back Mm -hmm. there say, like, this is exactly what I wanted to do. I'm thinking of a guy, a buddy named Greg that I golf with. (laughs) Greg Bumpus. Yeah, Greg Bumpus. He's like, you know, he's burly and he's a big guy. But, man, he's such a soft heart. That's right. He loves working with kids. So he worships at one service, serves at the other, which is a good way to do it. And uh, so, yeah, I'm really proud of those heroes that, uh, Mm -hmm. that do that. So you have a question yeah. for people um, that might be wondering the same thing. So a few years ago, Anita had approached me um, about working with some middle school age or high school age students because she found out that I had a middle and high school teaching degree. Um, my fear at the time, and I would say would probably be pretty much still true now, is that what what if you don't feel like you know enough to be able to teach somebody else's kid yeah about God having a relationship, Christianity. So I was thinking, what if they ask me something and I answer it wrong? Like, yeah, so you know, the, that's I think a lot there of might pressure. be an inherent fear for volunteers in a church setting. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even know myself. I need to be in class. Yeah, like so, I need to go join. So how would you answer that? That is a good question. Um, what I would advise my volunteers, my current volunteers, is that those children will grow um, in a relationship with Jesus probably more so in your insecurities and in your vulnerability, mm-hmm. just being honest and open with those kids. Um, we never we never tell children that we have it all or that we know it all. I think weekly I tell these kids, I am in the same boat as you. Mm-hmm. I am learning too. I'm trying to figure out how to pray just like you are. I'm trying to figure out how to read my Bible each and every day mm-hmm. just like you are. And I think that is where the connection will just come. Mm-hmm. And so I think honesty with with the kids is just the easiest thing you can do. And I think too, Laura, you knew us from a teacher. The teacher always learns more than the student. Right. When you're preparing for a lesson on how to pray, yep. it helps you learn mm-hmm. how to pray. I had a, a, a mentor of mine say, Dave, if you ever want to know uh, the short and simple version of anything, go read a children's book on that subject. Hmm. Because it narrows it down to just just the essence. What you need to know. Yeah, what you need to know. So you might see me over in the children's section at the library over there. <laughs> What's David doing over there? Well, I'm trying to figure out some subject that I don't know. And it's know? like 300 pages shorter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like 10 pages. So I use a, a little children's book called The Fall of Freddy the Leaf, I think it was, to explain death. And changing of seasons, and this leaf uh, dies and recreates. It's a children's book, mm. but it has profound lessons for adults. And uh, one of our uh, principals gave it to me. He thought mm-hmm. that was really good. Yeah, I, th- I think one of the coolest things is when a volunteer comes up and says, "I've never heard that Bible story before." That they just mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. teach to the kids, and yeah. I think there there is no shame in that. There's um, that's what we love. We love learning alongside uh, the people who are in Harbor Town. Uh, whether that's kids or volunteers. So that would be on the blessing side, sounds like. So some of the blessing is learning the Bible yourself, seeing those little minds, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. grasp the subject, Mm -hmm. get excited, tell their parents about it. Uh, What are some of the other blessings for you guys personally or professionally from doing what you get to do? Sure. Um, I think that one of the blessings of serving in Harbortown is seeing the children um, step into their their strengths of being influencers and for volunteers too. Um, I think the tools that we're teaching volunteers and kids on Sunday mornings is it's giving them um, tools for their everyday life to be influencers for their schools and their workplaces. So I think that is such a blessing to to see children feel comfortable enough to share what God's done mm-hmm. in their lives, for volunteers to feel mm-hmm. comfortable enough 
sharing what God has done right. in their lives. So that is my favorite thing. And, and it's it's kind of a goal I have for Harbortown Kids. It's, it's for volunteers and kids to be influencers so that mm-hmm. they can have healthier families and better relationships. Yep. I, and I think watching uh, someone, a, ch- a child that we've worked with, go through Harbortown and get to the fourth and fifth grade stage right before they hit middle school, right before they're, they're going to be really tested and impacted by the world, um, to leave the Harbortown uh, space and be owners of their faith, um, be kids who... Um, have gotten baptized, I think is just always such a powerful thing to witness and to yeah. be a part of. Um, fourth and fifth graders who are understanding the importance of serving, who are helping in the two-year-old class, helping in the three-year-old class, who are looking past themselves um, and understanding their faith to the point where they're they're being leaders themselves, yeah. I think is very powerful. I can attest that. My granddaughter, Brooklyn, I will <laughs> peek in every once in a while when I'm not preaching or in between, and I see her leading worship mm. on one of the stages in our Harbortown Kids, and she's very animated. She knows this, you know, I'm so proud of her. So my grandson, he's not a stage guy, right. you know. Uh, so uh, Alex is more behind the scenes running the tech. That's uh, right. Do Just something else, guy. Right? Yeah, yes. So, so there's they a develop, role for They get to develop their own like real world, just regular everyday skill sets as well. Yeah, absolutely. Encouraged so. in that. Yep. I think so. So beyond the Sunday experience, which I'll want to talk about at our next show, because I can already tell her some stuff I didn't get to that, uh, that I want to spend time on. But outside of Sunday, what are some other things that we do in Harbor Town that are children ministry oriented? Sure. Um, a lot of things happen in the summertime where, where we want to partner with our community in um, just building stronger relationships. Everything we do um, outside of the Sunday morning and inside the Sunday morning has to deal with building strong relationships. You might find us at a movie night where we offer a free movie and free popcorn mm-hmm. that we get from Green Deal Cinemas, which I we love. I did go to that. Oh, yes. In a previous life, I liked movie popcorn. <laughs> it's a real, for real, movie popcorn. It is. Oh, yes. They got big old bags of That's it. That's right. But, yeah, so we do things like that. that. Um, we do picnics in our parking lot at Whitewater um, where we just offer a free meal to kids 18 and under just to build strong relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Anna, did I miss anything about what we offer? <laughs> I mean, I, I think you pretty much covered it, but not even not even just events, but we um, we offer, op- maybe you want to invest in families, you want to invest in kids, but you don't want to be that teacher in the classroom, you don't want to be that person on stage. We also have things, you know, that it takes a lot of manpower to get ready for that, a lot of um, weekday prep, um, handy hands, things that you can get community, get um, involved in our church, um, yeah. That will still influence and help Harbor Town. Yeah, tell a little bit the- more about the handy hands because I see some things <laughs> come across Facebook and, oh, yeah. that, and maybe that's a way that somebody that might not be ready to take like that full leap yes. can do something on a smaller scale. Yes, yes. I, I love handy hands. Um, it's So when you think about it, if you have a church where you, you're ministering to 15 kids, it's easy to cut out those you know, 12 Jesus cutouts or whatever. But when you have a ministry where you need to cut out 300 Jesuses. Um, for them that's to a live, lot of Jesuses. That's a lot of Jesuses. <laughs> um, so we have a program called Handy Hands, and it's basically um, we have volunteers um, who are wonderful, dedicated servants who come in for a couple hours um, twice, a, twice a month, and they help us glue. They help us prep our classrooms. They help us um, get our supplies ready. Um, so it's very community-based. They get to, to chat with one another, mm-hmm. um, but it's also extremely um, useful and helpful and, and purposeful. Um, and those are all kinds of different times. They may be like weekday mornings, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes they're evenings, mm-hmm. and then I think people can probably find more about that both on whitewatercrossing.org and the Facebook page. Yes, yes. Some absolutely. Events and 
that's a, a great way to all just to also help out volunteer work. Yeah. People are always looking just for ways to get involved in the community. But I think that's right. a good stepping stone. Absolutely. Yeah, I've seen the resource room <laughs> yes. that this team. Well, I think it's more than one. It's probably bigger than resource yes. rooms. I think <laughs> like it's expanded. <laughs> it's like a craft fair. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's probably bigger yeah. than this whole radio. It's, it's like yeah. Hobby Lobby over there. I mean, there's <laughs> everything. You can find everything. Go shopping in there. down aisles. We can yeah. tell you where the pom poms are exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good stuff, and our people are very good. Uh, in the uh, little bit of time we have left, talk to me a little bit about some challenges in children right now in 2018 <sighs> that maybe you all didn't have, or me, I'm the oldest guy in this blonde room, yeah. uh, that we didn't have. What are some challenges you all are seeing emerging mm-hmm. that you are on the front line of that maybe a lot of people don't see now that, that, sure. that Eagle Country folks might want to know? Yeah, um, I'll speak for what I, what I see on the elementary side of things, is I see huge competition for time, for mm-hmm. what can my kid do, what can I cram into my child's schedule, mm-hmm. whether it's sports or, you know, I mean, it could be anything. Yeah. Um, there's lots of things thrown at children, um, and church can sometimes be another one of those things that um, might fall off the schedule uh, might not be top priority. So that is a huge challenge mm-hmm. is is working with the schedules of all of the children. And then you throw in blended families and, and yeah. things like that. Um, just broken families. I could talk about that all day, mm-hmm. but the challenges that come with that, um, we, we see it firsthand every single weekend. Yep. So busyness yes. and, and a yes. potential to be overly busy. Yes. Uh, competing priorities. Uh, think there's more pressure on kids uh, today at school to academically is there more homework is there less what do y'all think I think think there's definitely more pressure Um, I think coming from schools um, possibly coming from their own their own home um, as well as they they probably do want to be on the worship team or they do want to serve so they they have their own wants and 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 goals themselves so um, I think you know focusing on being protectors of of their time and and Prioritizing church, I think, is always super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that um, that when kids, when a family suffers, the kids suffer. Mm-hmm. So I would say a ton of our folks grew up in broken homes, or uh, we have a ton of single parent family homes. So there's a lot of of uh, challenges, uh, I think, and I see them uh, parents trying to do their best to deal with that. So. If you all would stick around for one more show, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about the benefits of uh, the way we do ministry sure. for those in Eagle Country. Because some of us have kids that are challenges. <laughs> I mean, you we know were never saying? challenging. <laughs> yeah. right. I know you all were never. I can see it from all of your little personalities. You were never a recalcitrant or challenge. Well, my parents are listening and just thinking she was just she was the easiest. That's right. Yeah, and especially in the teenage years. That's exactly right. So I know some of the Eagle Country. I could do something. Can you give me help? I need. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to spend a little bit of time uh, talking about that because there is hope. Right. And there mm-hmm. is help available. And I think there's a reason uh, why Jesus said to get in the kingdom, you have to be like a little child. That's right. Mm-hmm. There are some qualities in children that are amazingly refreshing, mm-hmm. genuine, real. Uh, they haven't learned how to put on uh, fakeness or 
uh, you know, camouflage how they really feel. That's right. Uh, so I love that. And I love kids running in the church. That was a big deal when I was, you know, growing <laughs> up. The kid don't run in the church. And so now I, you know, my home church is basically dying. There are no little ones around. So I think it's a sign of life when mm-hmm. you have kids. And yes, they can be a little distracting, a little challenging. But so and, can adults. But <laughs> you and that's the truth, isn't it? Yeah. They just try to hide it better. Uh, but yeah, they can too. So I love it. Give me the problems of life. Give me the problems of those kids, and I'll be good. So, mm-hmm. well, if one of you all would maybe uh, close us out with a prayer, that would be great. Sure, uh, I'd be who glad got to. to nod. Miss Jerrica is going to pray okay, us go out. Okay, Jerrica. <laughs> Father God, we're so thankful for this platform um, of the Eagle where we can just share our hearts and share just um, Jesus' love to those who need to hear it. Um, thankful for the opportunity to lead families and to lead children into a relationship with you, God. Um, be with our time. Be with those who have listened. Let them walk away maybe feeling a little um, excited to step into children's ministry and, and maybe what that looks like in their own lives. So, again, thank you, Lord, and thank you for your son who gave us a second chance. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.